ball of secret society has controlled the world for over 200 years. And we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe that the deep state or shadow government is trying to destroy America and that soon those involved are going to be completely exposed as America unites to destroy the deep state. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that the worldwide news media simply repeats 4 a.m. talking points produced by this criminal cabal and that it will soon be exposed for the entire world to see. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's by faith alone. And for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% you. I believe that George Soros is funding violent socialist groups to destroy America. And it will totally backfire as America wakes up, unites, and takes their country back. I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of God, his remnant, his red-pilled Christian patriots that will help defeat Satan and the New World Order because of our faith. I believe that the patriots have legally established over 150,000 sealed indictments that will soon be unsealed. And we finally will see justice established with military tribunals. I believe that Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven so that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that Obama and Hillary were exercising a 16-year plan to destroy America. And the Lord God Almighty saved us by allowing Hillary to be defeated by an anointed Donald J. Trump. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply, and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach patriots. And let's see what God is doing today. All right, here we are on Friday, 
May 19th for Word and Worship. We are going to be digging into the light of the world. And uh, obviously with Word and Worship, we'd love to just go through worship and praise songs to get our hearts right. Uh, so we'll start that in just a second. But I want to bring in my partner in crime with Gus first and uh, talk about a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. Gus, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Rick. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Appreciate you taking the time today. Um, would you mind just opening us up in a, in a quick prayer? I wouldn't mind at all. Mm -hmm. Abba Father, we come before you tonight, gather together in your name. There's way more than two of us here, just mm -hmm. here on backstage, and much less all the other platforms for us. We're all here for you. We're all here to glorify the Father through the Son as we share in your word and worship in song. We sing your word to you, Lord. We pray that we ask that your Holy Spirit be here with us, that your spirit flow through us, that people see you, you and your spirit and your word, not Rick or myself or anyone else that might share in this in this podcast. We ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, your son. Thank you, Gus. All right, we're going to be digging in right here. You'll see is John 7. And part of the key, key verse here is where Jesus speaks. And he says, and again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we're going to be digging into that heavily over the next hour or so. We'll have Q&A on backstage after that. So if you want to be part of that, it's absolutely free now. So it's a pay forward model. So it was $17.76 a month for years. It's now absolutely free to you. All you need to need to go to blessedteach.com and go to the backstage tab. That's blessedteach.com slash backstage as well will work. We'd love to have you back here. You could create your account and be back here in less than a couple of minutes. Uh, you get a Zoom link and you can be back here with us on Zoom as we discuss this a little bit later. But let's start with some worship. Um, we're going to start with a couple of beautiful songs. The first thing is Blessed Be the Name of the Lord. Gus, would you mind reading the scriptures to this? Alrighty. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the name of the Lord is to, to, to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. That's Psalm 113, two through three. Second verse we wanna highlight that we're gonna be singing here is, when I'm found in a desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. And 1 Peter 4, 3 tells us, but rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory. Mm -hmm. Third verse, you give and take away. And Job 1, 21a and 22 tells us, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. And finally, we want to throw in, when the darkness closes in, and Psalm 23, 4 tells us that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil, for we know the Lord is with us. Amen. Amen. We are going to be just getting our hearts right before we dig into John 7. So you can turn to John 7. But first, let's just get our hearts right by worship. John 8, that's right, John 8. <laughs> 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place. right here as we worship before we get into the word we're going to go over a revelation song now 
I'll read this one. It says, Worthy is a lamb who was slain. We're going to be talking about that uh, person right now as we dig into John 8, <laughs> not 7. We're just starting that. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is a lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Right out of Revelations 5.12. This song was uh, the second verse we're emphasizing. Is sing a new song to him who sits on heaven's mercy seat. Mercy seat's a beautiful concept where I will see in the future in Revelation where the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb and they sang a new song. There's the new song in the Revelations 5.8. And in Exodus 25, it tells us about the mercy seat. It says, you shall make a mercy sheet of pure gold and you shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark. There I'll meet you. That was where you'd meet the high priest. But obviously, that curtain was ripped from top to bottom um, when Christ died. And it says, But when Christ appeared as high priest, he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. Right out of Hebrews 9, 11 through 12. And the third verse in this song that we emphasize is, Who was and is and is to come. Out of Revelations 1, 8. It says, and I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. Let's just worship this God. It's worthy as Lamb.
the Lamb who was slain. Receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. pure gold and you shall sit on the mercy seat at the top of the ark I will see you there when Christ appeared as high priest he entered once and for all into the holy places by means of his own blood thus securing eternal life worthy is a lamb who was slain received power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing alright we are going to um, dig into some things I wanted to just recognize a couple people here that were from different we've got patsy from tennessee thank you for joining us carla from ohio holly from delaware this is all on facebook uh, thank you for being here we got chris and susan susan's asking for prayer usually we do that susan on praise and prayer but we'll just do that real quick for you linda from florida then on rumble rants we have several people here as well we got somebody from michigan I don't know if that's purple, somebody, purple rose uh, th uh, there. Um, but thanks. You can go again on Rumble Ranch. You can hit live chat. So even if you're watching on TV, you can go on your phone and hit live chat. It's fun to kind of let us know what you think of this format. We'd love, we'd love, love that. By the way, backstage uh, sound, we have original sound here. So if you join backstage and come to Zoom, you have original sound. It's beautiful back here. I want to just mention that real quick. I just want to pray real quickly for Susan, who's asking, please pray. I need healing in my teeth and sinuses. Heavenly Father, thank you for Susan. Please lift her up and ask by the name above all names, Jesus, that you'll be with her, her sinuses, her teeth, whatever going on there, Lord. You remove that pain. Most importantly, you remove the root cause of what is causing it, Lord. You're our Jehovah Rapha, our healer. We love you and we submit this to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 All right, I'm going to go to Gus, and we will start digging into this scripture. 
and this is John 8. Now, I did want to start a little bit. This does uh, actually start with 753. Um, this whole area, the early manuscripts don't have this. Remember when I teach in my reliability of the Bible, we always look at the oldest manuscripts and, and try to figure out what the original writers wrote. And so this script, this, this part of the scripture, just this first uh, 11 verses, including 12, if you take the verse 53 of 7, this woman caught in adultery is not in the early manuscripts of John. So probably some scribe that heard of a story added it to this book. So it's important because we want to know what the original writers wrote. So you don't want to make any theology out of this passage, new theology, but um, it doesn't really go against any th other things. And it probably is something that did happen, right? So uh, so we're going to go ahead and teach it and, and study it right now. So would you mind reading this first, uh, the, 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 this part? Gus? I sure will. Uh, so starting there with that 53, they went to each, they went each to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning, he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and he taught them. Interesting. I want to jump right into that, but I'll keep going. The scribes <laughs> and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst, they said to him, teacher, this woman was caught in adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger on the ground. And as they continued to ask, he stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and he wrote on the ground, but when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the oldest ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. Woo. Go ahead, Gus. You want to dig into something? <laughs> well, I just got thinking about this today because uh, the Mount of Olives is uh, it's a 3,000 year old cemetery and next to Jerusalem. I th which I thought was pretty interesting because, you know, we die to a self and we're resurrected in Christ. So I've seen some spiritual things there. And early in the morning, he came again to the temple. So my mind directly went to the temple. We are the temple. Jesus being the chief cornerstone and we're all living stones as we become, as we surpass the first birth, the birth of the water that we learned in, previously in John, and we were born of the second birth. We're born from above. We receive the Holy Spirit. We have no need that a man teaches because the Holy Spirit teaches us. And we know the Holy Spirit's in Jesus. So he's sitting there teaching them. And his tender mercies are brand new every day. So he comes to us every morning if we're there to talk with him in the temple. Mm -hmm. Picture yourself in the temple with Jesus talking to him every day. That would be a good uh, experience. I'm so excited to be in Jerusalem with you on uh, June 8th to the, the 20th. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be awesome, is it not? Can't yeah. wait. 
cannot wait. Did you have anything to add in that? Well, the, the, just in verse three, it just it just it's interesting that they only brought the woman and not the man, right? Right. <laughs> and they were trying exactly. to trap him, right? Just like they were earlier when we were back in the earlier verses, where they, uh, you know, even it just reminds me of this, the paying the taxes with Caesar. They're always trying to trap Jesus, and he's not hiding from it. He's there out and open in the temple, right? They brought the woman to him trying yes. to and it, but this shows you their heart their heart wasn't trying to learn from jesus their, their 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 heart was trying to trap jesus so that they could keep on to their their power and glory and man man worshiping them versus versus them worshiping god and trying to learn i mean this is like what a, what a what a sad thing that the sadducees and pharisees and the religious people just completely um did not have ears to hear right mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you another parallel I see, because anytime I see a woman in scripture, I think of the Bride of Christ mm -hmm. or the Great Whore of Babylon. Mm -hmm. Those two contrast each other through, throughout the scriptures. So it is interesting they only brought the woman and not the man. <laughs> so if you think of it as the Sadducees and Pharisees are the religious folks, the folks that are self-righteous and condemning everyone right in the world. The bride, uh, my mind, my spirit went back to uh, Genesis 3.15, you know, the God prophesied the coming Messiah when he said the seed of the woman. The seed of the woman is us, male or female. We are the bride. We are intended to be the bride of Christ. If we are of the seed of Adam of the human creation, we're all, we're all called. Few are chosen, few choose him, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you think of the woman, now if you go back to Leviticus 2, was it Leviticus 20.10, it says, if a man commits adultery with the wife of his neighbor, both the adulterer and the adulteress shall surely be put to death. So it calls for both. Yes. So it's interesting that just brought the woman there because even the law, they were breaking the law essentially. So that's why I think it's really a spiritual par parallel or a foreshadowing of the bride of Christ, that religion that killed Christ mm -hmm. is condemning the church, condemning us. Mm -hmm. And if you think about uh, what is in Matthew where he says, judge not lest you be judged with the measure you meet, it shall be measured back to you. Are you judging by faith or are you judging by flesh, by the law? You know, so it's interesting. But let's let's read on a little bit more. So that's mm -hmm. yeah. So then, just in this paragraph. So what else do we have here? They said to him. So this is the Pharisees talking back to him. The scribes and Pharisees brought the woman, and they said, "Teacher, this is a woman. She's been caught in act of adultery. Now, in the law, of Moses commanded us to stone the stone such a woman, right? And obviously, you you said it was the man and the woman, right? So what do you Amen. say? So obviously, so what do you say? Right? This. And then, by the way, you couldn't stone the woman in Roman law. So even though that was a Jewish law, they had to go to the Romans before they could actually, that's just like they had to take Jesus to the cross and have Pilate order the crucifixion. So they, they were putting him in that tough place so that if he said, uh, let's stone her, then, they, then he would get in trouble, right? Because from the Romans. And if he said, oh no, don't, she's okay then it would be almost be like uh, uh well, you're not you're not teaching the word of law so it was, it was the tr purposeful trap they tried to set him 
But it didn't work out too well for him, did it, Gus? <laughs> no, it didn't. No, it didn't. Because going back to the theory of the woman being a metaphor for the body of Christ, the body, the bride of Christ, all have sinned and come short of the glory. Mm -hmm. None of us have a right to judge another because if we live by the law, the Bible tells us if you live by the law, it's a curse because you have to keep the whole law your entire life like Christ did. That's why he fulfilled the law. The law was more or less to, it was history, history in the Old Testament to show us holiness, God's holiness, and how we couldn't obtain it in ourselves. Mm -hmm. it, it, was a, it was a heart issue. You know, we had to have our hearts circumcised to receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, we live by faith in him that he fulfilled the law for us. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying making, I'm not paving a way for sin by no means, but we all work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. When the Holy Spirit convicts us of something that we're doing, it's the Holy Spirit that convicts us, not people condemning us, right? Mm -hmm. So we work out our own salvation in fear and trembling. And it's all uh, summed up in let him who is without sin among you be the first one to cast a stone. Mm -hmm. So out of all of us here, everybody on backstage, everybody out there on all the all the different various uh, platforms, is anybody out here without sin right now? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. we, we, we need to encourage each other in Christ and move towards Christ and, and help one another, but not condemn one another. Right. Verse 6 clearly says that they went, they're doing it to test him not to, and, mm -hmm. and it's interesting that jesus bent down and wrote in the sand and and his finger in the ground and later you'll see he, he after he he says this he says and once more he bent down and wrote on the ground and there's scholars have been you know basically theorizing what he what he what he wrote in the ground and uh, we really don't know but it's kind of interesting i have i have my thought on it, i think what would be potentially the most intriguing and best explanation but any thoughts on that uh, I think probably one of the best ones I've heard that's might maybe plausible is that he was writing down all their sins. <laughs> that's exactly what I think. <laughs> and so as they looked and seen, oh no, they just one by one they started leaving. He may he may have started with the oldest to the youngest, you know, writing them down. That's why the oldest left first, down to the youngest. Exactly. I don't know. Yeah, and I think but, what, uh, what's even more more potential uh, intriguing to me is is him writing down the women that they had an affair with. Ah, <laughs> isn't that great he makes that so that you've got it you know you think about it and you think well it could right. be this it could be that but you know it's something that caused them to walk away regardless of what right was, so they're sitting know. there with stones right and and he's sitting there right he writes uh uh, uh mary sally <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> that's good that would that's be pretty good, good. But when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones. Like you said, he could have wrote the first uh, one that had an affair at some point in time or some improper relationship or something, right? Or their sin, right? <laughs> right? Jesus was left alone with the woman standing there. And then he said to her, woman, where are they? And after they left, has no one condemned you? She said, no, Lord. And this is interesting because Jesus does come to judge the world, right? But he was here to save the world. But it's interesting how he says, what he, what he says, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, sin no more. Any thoughts there, Gus? And that's what I thought you might have named this one. But of course, it looks like we're going to move on past the yeah. I am the light. I thought you'd call this go your way and sin no more. Because that's basically what he's saying to all of us, right? right? When we meet Jesus, we're 
all fallen short, all have sinned and fallen short. So we're like convicted by the Holy Spirit. We see our sin. Before that, we're walking in darkness. We don't see it because the light of the world hasn't entered us where we can see it. Yeah. But uh, interesting, John three seventeen, uh, Jesus said uh, that or God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Mm-hmm. So think about this now in your mind you probably pictured christ the flesh man he didn't send him into the world to condemn the world which is true but then there's multiple layers here so you go back to the beginning in the beginning was the word and word was with god and was god so you could say god did not send his word into the world from the beginning to condemn the world but that the world through him because the word uh, contrary to religious belief, the word is there as our shield and buckler. If we, if we, if we stay in His word under His precepts, it's the best way to go. His mm-hmm. thoughts are high above our thoughts. So if we just Amen. trust in Him and enter into His rest and rest in the Word and Spirit of the Lord, it's the safest place to be. It's the most life fulfilling place to be. Right? Amen. Yeah, and I was just thinking about this too, and it's like so cool because here's a woman that obviously probably was in sin. They probably set her up, by the way, because that's such a, seldom did somebody get stoned for adultery because it's such a private sin, right? So they actually catch them, they would have had to set them up, right? Just makes me wonder if uh, one of the men was one of the she was with. (laughs) Who knows? That might have been what he wrote in the sand too. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It was you. Right. Uh, but anyway, the, the point being is that just uh, we all are guilty of sin, just like Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But here you have, uh, this is what Jesus is, our advocate. He came to die for our sins. And here he is. He hasn't even died for our sins yet. But he's, it's a, so it's a foreshadowing of the cross, right? Because he says, neither do I condemn you, condemn you, right? So this is that forgiveness that comes and that forgiveness, remember, is your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. Nothing can take you out of the Father's hand, right? It's just a beautiful look at the 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 the, 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 the sinful man being being saved by by the, the Lord Himself coming down here in flesh. How beautiful! And then we get into really what just the whole "I am the light of the world." And that's what I named this episode. But before that, we're going to sing a couple more songs. I just want to get ourselves in the spirit again. And so let's do that. Uh, I guess if you wouldn't mind, uh, what, he, what he did first on the cross was pretty amazing. you mind reading these? At scriptures? the cross, mm-hmm. at the cross, my first thought of life. At the cross, I surrender my life where your love ran red and my sin washed white. I owe all to you, Jesus. Ephesians 1 7 tells us in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace hallelujah second verse we want to highlight is a place where mercy reigns never dies streams of grace flow deep and wide all the love I've ever found let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's Hebrews 4, chap, uh, chapter 4 and verse 16. 
And finally, the third verse we want to highlight is where sin and shame are powerless, where my heart has peace with God and forgiveness. And Colossians 2.15 tells us, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Amen. He did it all at the cross. Isn't that beautiful? They thought they were winning when they took him out, but had they known, they wouldn't have crucified him. And they wouldn't have. <laughs> had they known he was going to give us all power so we could do everything like he does, right? There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place. Where streams of grace flow deep and wide Where all the love I've ever found Comes like a flood, comes flowing down At the
the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. We're going to dig into, uh, here I am to worship now. This song talks about the light of the world which we were just about to get into here. You step down into darkness. Again, Jesus spoke to them, right in John 8, 12. We're about, this is the main verse for this teaching. Saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. We're going to dig into that. Here I bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Thomas didn't believe him, believe the, the others, the other apostles, until he saw the actual risen Christ. And he said, Thomas answered him, said, my Lord and my God. John 20, 28. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy. Worthy are you, our Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Revelation 4.11. And this song gets into, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin up on that cross. Mark 10.45 says, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Wow, let's worship this light of the world who stepped down in the darkness, right? This is John 8, 12 tells us. Again, John 8, 12 says, Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Amen. Amen. Light of the world, you step down. Open my eyes, let me see beauty that made this heart adore you. Hope of a life spin with you. And here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say.
I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. My Lord and my God. Worthy are you, O Lord God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things. dig into that very scripture yeah i'm gonna you know rick i gotta i think the holy spirit prompted me i think we got at least one person somewhere in this crowd that has committed adultery before and it's it's heckled them they feel like they're locked out of the kingdom of god that uh, this this is the reason why they don't come to christ they feel like they're not worthy and I feel like it's necessary to say, to really uh, meditate on the story and see that Jesus said, follow me and go your way and sin no more. And when we come to him, like Rick had said, you said earlier, Rick, that we have an advocate with the father, the man, Christ Jesus. It's the whole purpose for him living out the law for us and dying on the cross is when we see him when we can see him with our spiritual eyes, we become born again and we follow him in his word. He forgives our sins as far as the east is from the west. Amen. And uh, so anybody that's uh, troubled by that, I invite you to just say a prayer to Jesus, confess your sins before him and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins if we confess them before him. That's all it takes. And then following him and sinning no more. I love it. I anyway. love it. You just brought me to going to a little impromptu, but if I go to um, Isaiah one eighteen, I think it is I did a new Bible verse that I just love. Just emphasizes what you said. It just says, "Come now, let us reason together." Today says the Lord, "Though your sins mm. are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool." That's a forgiveness Amen. of the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. So this is a, I'm the light of the world again. We just we just we just sang about this, right? Where Jesus says, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." So the Pharisees said to him, "You are bearing witness about yourself. Your testimony is not true." 
Jesus answered, even if I do bear witness about myself, my testimony is true. For I know where I came from and where I'm going. But you do not know where I came from, where I come from or where I'm going. You judge according to the flesh. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is true. For it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, therefore, Where is your father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my father also. These words he spoke in the treasury as he taught in the temple, but no one arrested him because his hour had not come, had not yet come. Yes. Anything on that uh, hit you? Seems to be a common theme here. They didn't touch him because his hour was not yet. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't written, right? That's right. Um, God's appointed time. Well, if you go, right? we go back to our first chapter in John, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he says, in the beginning was the word and word was with God and was God. And same was in the beginning with God. All things were created by him. And nothing that was created was created without him. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. So here he is declaring again, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me shall not walk in darkness. There you go. 1 John 1, 4, 5. In him was life. He covered all the bases yeah. uh, John did in the first chapter. And those themes seem to carry all the way through. It's mm -hmm. a brilliantly... Well, we know the Holy Spirit wrote it technically uh, through John, so it's, it's just brilliant. Yeah, and this book is just full of this. So we have this in uh, that you just read, and then we have uh, John three nineteen and John three. We we studied this earlier. This is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked hates hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light. So we need to do, we need to come to that light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So you can just see this all throughout John. You see John 12, we're gonna later get into this. So Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest the darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. He wants us to become sons of light. That's kind of exciting if you think about it. And so, Amen. Uh, yeah, and here's, uh, that, and here's one in 12. I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. So you're right, it's just all throughout the book of John. Um, this is a real key theme. Mm -hmm. Anything else here? Uh, let's see. It's the first said to him, you bear, okay, he bears witness of himself. So it's trying to say, it does say in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established, or in the mouth of two witnesses, the word is true. There's two schools of thought here I see is one is that right here, right now, as he's speaking to them, they don't have the book of John, they don't have the New Testament, they've got the scrolls of the old testament that they're living by 
and they know the Father, God. They don't know Jesus. But there's many, 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 many scriptures in the Old Testament that testify the coming Messiah, all of which were fulfilled in Christ, which is a mathematical impossibility. It was a miracle, many miracles mm -hmm. wrapped up in one. So yes. you can look at it like if you knew my father, if you knew the Old Testament, you'd know me because you'd recognize me when I came. Yeah. Also, you have the man Christ Jesus because in the uh, line, was it John 1 14 says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Mm -hmm. And then the spirit of the father is in Jesus. He's essentially, he does nothing. He does, he speaks those things. He hears his father saying, he does those things. He sees his father do. He's essentially, he, he's letting the spirit of God, because the word and the spirit are, yeah, the spirit and the word are one, one and the same. I think of the father as like a spirit, like he's the mind of this whole thing that we're living through here, this experience and he delivers what's in his mind through his word to us that's how we know the father through his word which is his son which became flesh and dwelt among us so he could he could become like one of us possess blood flesh and blood experience everything we experience and then die on the cross to you know live a perfect life in the flesh and then die on the cross to fulfill the law to uh, save us send us the holy spirit yes and it's just amazing how the religious people are the first ones who rejected him right you are bearing yeah. witness about yourself right uh, is and then and where's your father right and so here you have god in flesh and they're sitting here uh, accusing him accusing them just like the, the the accuser who is the accuser you know we know that satan right so that so they're really and he's going to later be very blunt about that and uh, this continues, Amen. this continues where the conversation continues to, so he said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin. He's being very blunt. Where am I going? You cannot come. So the Jews said, will he kill himself? Since he says, where am I going? You cannot come. He said to them, you are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins for unless you believe what I am he, he that I'm sorry whether you believe that I am he you will die in your sins second time he said that so they said to him who are you Jesus said to them just what I've been telling you from the beginning I have much to say about you and much to judge but he who sent me is true and I declare to the world that I have heard from him they did not understand what he had been speaking to them about the father so jesus said to them when you have lifted up the son of man when you will know that i am he then you will know that i am he and that i do nothing on my own authority but speak just as the father taught me and he who spent me is with me and he who sent me is with me and has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And he was saying these things. Many believed in him. Whew, a lot to unpack there. Anything, Gus? Yeah, yeah. We probably better take it bit by bit here. Um, yeah. 
I'm going away and you will seek me and you will die in your sin where I'm going. You cannot come, obviously, because he's returning to his father in heaven mm -hmm. and they're from below. Uh, they're sinful. They truly don't believe in God. They believe in religion, mm -hmm. much of which they crafted themselves. Uh, they made it harder for people uh, to get into heaven than they would have just left them alone to their own devices and the, and the word and the scripture, you know. Uh, so yeah, the Jews like, the, said, like, like, like all, the, all the rules that they made, you couldn't pick up your mat on a Saturday, you couldn't carry, you couldn't do walk more than a mile. All they made rule after rule after rule. And they're probably, the, when they're setting these rules, they, their heart might have been right. But it ended up just being so restrictive that people couldn't see the love of God. And uh, then they got so to where they were judging Jesus for healing on a, on a Sunday. I mean, on a Saturday, right? On, a, on the Sabbath. It's just sad mm -hmm. to see how religious spirit, and we see that today. We can apply that today. This religious spirit that comes up um, of people attacking each other. And meanwhile, the cabal and these globalists are trying to destroy us. And we're sitting here fighting each other. Um, and it's, it's, it's really that religious spirit can be dangerous. Amen. It surely can. Mm -hmm. Always religion is division. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of all the different sects, S E C T S, mm -hmm. <laughs> sects, not S E X, mm -hmm. but sects, mm -hmm. or the uh, denominations are like divisions. And uh, in Corinthians, it tells us the body of Christ, there is no schism or division in the body of Christ. So mm -hmm. Christ's coming back for one bride all of us together all of us is one and one in him and he's in the father mm -hmm. we're all one and you do that through the spirit and the word following him mm -hmm. that's why they can't go there because they're they're divided against the very word of god mm -hmm. uh let's see he says you're from below i'm from above you know we we got the first birth born of the water which is the natural birth uh, and then you've got the second birth born from above when we can see the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. We can understand the mysteries in this word. Uh, you are of the world. I'm not of the world. He tells us that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're bringing heaven down to this world, to, to earth. Uh, wherever two or more of us are gathered together, we're essentially residing in heaven spiritually. Um, we've already started our eternal life when we come to Christ. Mm -hmm. Even though we're going to shed this skin here, we're going to live on. Mm -hmm. uh, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him should not die but have eternal life. That's uh, John three sixteen. And part of that religious, uh, or part of that religious spirit, was teaching them their seeds of Abraham. And just in the scene of the chosen that we played a couple of uh, weeks back, right where Jesus was reading out of Isaiah sixty one. And I think I, maybe I did that on a Sunday. I think I did it on a Sunday. But um, the it was interesting how the religious spirit was. What do you mean? Um, we're not sinful. It's almost like they felt they weren't sinful because they are the seed of Abraham. That was not the point of the seed of Abraham. The point of the seed of Abraham was to bless all these other nations through 
um, the fact that everybody should recognize that they have sin. The law was there to, to, to make sure we understood we had sin. So they just completely, the religious spirit took them off path completely. Amen. Because uh, they thought because they're the bloodline, the Hebrew bloodline, they were good. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is bad. Mm -hmm. Think of that. It's crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So almost but like the king, the, promise, the, the, the king of England the, and all this yeah. stuff is like, what, what? <laughs> exactly. That's how they live on this earth by bloodlines. And they look at us like we're serfs, we're trash beneath their feet. You know, we're less than, and they're royal, you know, but Jesus came to transcend all bloodlines so that we're all born of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. We're of the Christ generation when we come to know him. Um, yeah, I had another thing I was going to say, but it'll come back to me. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> and I then, uh, so they said to him, who are you? Jesus said, just what I've been telling you from the beginning. It's an important question right there, right? And I think everybody yes. everybody needs to ask that about Jesus, right? And and once you come to that solution, I, I just come back to C.S. Lewis's uh, Liar, Lunatic, or Lord. Um, I think this is an important mm. thing to hit. If you if you're asking who is Jesus, you have a lot of people like the Muslims incorrectly teach that he's just a prophet, not the Lord, right? And you have a lot of other people teaching that there's three different gods, and it's a totally it's not the, it's not the triune God. You have so many different Jesuses and different go uh, gospels and different gods, right? And the first commandment is there shall have no other god before me. So it's really important to know who he is, the second person of the Trinity. Right, he's a God, mm -hmm. and he is God with us when he came here, and he did not give a choice that it's just a good man, right? Because he basically accepted worship. Only God can do that. That's why they wanted to stone him, right? He was forgiving sins. Only God can do that. That's another reason they wanted to stone him. He was saying before Abraham, I am. That's he's claiming to be God in flesh. So when you say who is Jesus, he's either a liar, or he's a lunatic. Or is the Lord? There's no other choice. He can't be just a good man or a good prophet or a good teacher because that's not what he said. He said, "I before Abraham, I am. I, I forgive you, forgive your sins." And he accepted worship. So you got to accept him who he is, but you cannot water it down to some great teacher or to some person prophet. That does not give us a choice. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> go, go. <laughs> that's good. That's good, Rick. Mm -hmm. And you know, you think about it, he is the Word of God mm -hmm. from the beginning that became flesh. If you take him out of the picture, throw the Bible away, throw God away, because none of it's, I mean, it's, it's a firm foundation on the Word and the Spirit, which are one. Mm -hmm. Amen. So it's, uh, it's one of those things you really got to, and the world keeps us so busy and preoccupied. We don't meditate or think on these things until we're almost ready to die. Then we're like, oh boy, I better do something now, you know, but today's the day of salvation. Today's the day we should think about these things. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So where are we at here? I have much to say about you and much to judge, but he who sent me is true. And I declare to the world that what I have heard from him, what I've heard from him, like I was saying, he, he declared another place, I do those things I hear my father say. Mm -hmm. You know, when he says, I must needs go through Samaria, he's like listening to the father all the time and he's going where the right. spirit's leading him to go. 
He's not doing his own deal here. He's doing his father's works. He says, my meat is to do the works of my father. And he finished them all when he hung on the cross. He said, when he said, it is finished, just before they gave him that sour wine or whatever, pushed it to his lips, that fulfilled another foreshadowing scripture from uh, Deuteronomy, I think, with the Passover lamb. That was the last. And then he said, it's finished, all the works, it was done. So, yeah, and, I think and then he, he drew the last breath. That's great, that's great, Gus. I love that. And I, well, you can apply that to yourself too, though. I want to make sure everybody does that because we need to be like Jesus. It says, I have heard from him. We need to be listening to the Lord every single day, right? And uh, that's what we talk about when we say make our path straight in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. You lean not on your own understanding, but you make you acknowledge him in all your ways. You, you submit to him in all your ways, some versions say, right? So if you're submitting and you're acknowledging all your ways, that means you're listening to him every day, just like you said that Jesus was doing. And that's why when we submit to his clay, and he's the potter, and, and he's, we're asking him, him to, and so each of us have a calling. And we need to make sure that, don't overcomplicate that. That's where your passion is, where your gifts are, and you need to be walking that calling every day. It's not like, hey, here's my calling, I need to go get to it. No, you are in your calling, listen to him every day, and he will make your path straight as he forms you as the potter. Um, I just love uh, that, and it's something that we can really apply to us. Amen, that's good, Rick. Mm -hmm. So then he's got, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and I do nothing of my own authority but speak just as the Father taught me. He's referring to lifting him up is when he's when they hang him on the cross. Mm -hmm. That's and who was it? The centurion that said, "Truly, this was the Son of God." Yeah. After they got through nailing him to the cross, yeah. um, kind of comes back to the snake on the pole too. That was pointing to to that in the, in the chosen scene that we played in Nicodemus yes. in, in John three. Right, he says it's as simple as the the snake on the pole of Moses. You need yep. to be, you need to look up to the sun on the cross. Right, that is where your sins are forgiven. Because that, just to fill folks in, that's uh, where they're in the wilderness and they're all complaining, and they're all the Lord sent serpents into the camp. They're all bit by the serpent. Mm. Just imagine that. We're all bit by the serpent before we come to Christ because yes. he's affected us some way. We'll all sin and fall short of the glory. But it was Aaron, right? Moses had Aaron put the cross together with the serpent on the pole. And if you think about it, Jesus Christ, basically, he was the sin eater. He took all our sin into himself. So mm -hmm. if you look at him, nailed you know, the cross. And believe on him. Nailed the sin to the cross, right? <laughs> amen. I love it. Amen, amen. Mm -hmm. What else we got here? We're almost through with this section. Yeah, uh, and I think this is an important part about, but speak just as the Father taught me, right? And so if you're not praying every day, if you're not in the Word every day, um, then you're not going to be walking in your calling, right? So and like Ephesians 4 talks about all of us having a calling. So it's just really important. He says, I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father has taught me. So again, this we can learn from this. He hears from the Lord God Almighty, and he does nothing with on his own, right? And so that's one thing I think that is a, is just a great application for us. And so it's why we, um, you know, most people that are really um, awesome, godly people, wake up and start 
thanking the Lord, right? And they get into the Word. Amen. <laughs> or, they, or, Amen. They, or they memorize some Word and they're saying scriptures, right? Go ahead, Gus. And then verse 29 says, and he who sent me is with me. Like I was saying, he was the Word become flesh and the Spirit of the Father is in him directing his paths. So he says, I and my Father are one. The word and the spirit are one. Mm -hmm. He has not left me alone for always. I always do the things that is, are pleasing to him. And that's what we should do. You know, we can say now, once we're born again, that he who sends us is with us because he never leaves us nor forsakes us. He's always with us, directing our paths. We have no need of a man teach us because the Holy Spirit, the comforter has come. He teaches us all things. We might seem like we're teaching you right now, but we're going it through the word and the word and the spirit are one. So we're just vessels sharing the word. Amen. You're not learning for Rick or I. It's not our words, it's his words, right? And that's what happens when you just speak the word. What happens on verse 30, many believed in Jesus. That's what this is all Amen. about. This is why we're doing this. And uh, that is where we're probably going to wrap up the teaching today, but we're going to continue and we'll get into the truth shall set you free next week on Friday. There's uh, a common phrase often abused. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, but we're going to be digging into that next week. So join us uh, next Friday as we do that. And we will right now just go and worship some more. And we're going to come backstage if you don't have a Remember, that's completely free. So you can go backstage right now and get a free pass with uh, going to blessedteach.com slash backstage. Again, that is something that people paid $17.76 a month for for years. Now you can get that absolutely free. And all the all the benefits, I'm not gonna go over them all now, but one of them is just being back here uh, in the Zoom with us. Right now we're gonna lift this up with another worship song. We just sang um, at the cross, and here I am to worship. Now we're gonna, you uh, see, we did, we did Your Grace is Enough, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna go to this one just in case. But Gus, do you have time to read this? Can you see those? Sure I do, sure mm -hmm. I do. Get my specs on here. <laughs> I wonder if that was too small. <laughs> this is how I fight my battles. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. We got Second Chronicles 20, 21, and 23. He appointed those who were to sing the Lord, sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. And when they began to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambush against the men who had come against Judah. Judah happens to mean praise, oddly enough. So they that were routed, they all helped to destroy one another. So we sing praises to the Lord and he fights our battles essentially. The second verse is, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It's one of my favorite little stories from the Bible. Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elijah prayed, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire. That's when his servant or the dude that was with him thought, oh my, they're going to overcome us. And then he let him see the angels surrounding them. It's amazing. And then the third verse here is, there's a table that you prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. And Psalm 23, 5 says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I see a 
a little bit of bread of life and a little bit of wine, Holy Spirit, on that table. Mm -hmm. And finally, the fourth verse is, it's your body and your blood you shed for me, in reference to three there. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it. This is my body which is given for you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you, Luke 22, 19, and 20. Praise God. Amen. We're going to have some discussion on John 8 here in a second. Come backstage.
what a truth is. We're surrounded by the Lord God Almighty. How cool is that? We're going to move to some Q&A um, for anybody backstage that wants to share what maybe these scriptures mean for you, any questions, or uh, just what you want to share about what maybe these scriptures meant for you. We'd love to get some discussion going on that. You can just unmute and have some discussion about this. Anything else, else Gus? Uh, I don't think so. I think we covered it pretty well. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some other people here might have some insights yeah. that they might have saw. Yeah. Hopefully. And I was just yeah that so the the actual uh, it's, I'm just sorry I just turned off the original music there it goes back is that that song about I'm surrounded this is so beautiful we're gonna by the way we're gonna do communion next Monday so make sure you don't miss that it'll be um, we do that every other week on Monday we saw the beginning of that song which is beautifully poor points of the bread and and the, and the remember he's the bread of life he's not only the light of the world he's the bread of life as well so that's beautiful amen yeah but um, does anybody want to share anything or have any questions about this scripture beautiful scripture about the light of the world and it's throughout all it kind of there's it's kind of interesting it points all the way back if you actually look back at uh, you can go back to all the way to Genesis right where it says and God said let there be light and there was light <laughs> right all the way back to Genesis even Luke talks a little bit about this uh, so that's in one this is one John actually this is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all and um, that's yeah. that's out of John Luke because of the tender mercy of God whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow death to give our feet into the way of peace so you can see this is all throughout the, the gospel it's not just that um, it's exciting to Amen. See. Mm -hmm. you know Rick I was just gonna say quickly that uh, mm -hmm. We say it all the time, but in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, you got to go back to the beginning and look, and you see that the earth was without form, full of darkness. Darkness was on the face of the deep. Still don't see the Word, but then he says, and then God said, and what did he say? He said his Word, and the first word he said is, let there be light. It shows you where the light and the Word are one mm -hmm. in the same. Amen. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a good point. Lois, you had a question or thought. And then we'll go I ahead. actually just have a, a thought to share. Um, I, I'm just sitting here and I'm going listening to this fighting my battles. Mm -hmm. And I sort of had an epiphany. And maybe I'm a little embarrassed that I didn't put two and two together before. But when we're talking about fighting our battles and then it brings in the bread and the wine and the remembrance of him, I really never equated the wine, the bread, in remembrance of him with how, me, me, myself, or the remnant, all of us, going out and fighting a battle. Mm -hmm. And now I realize that that's how we fight the battle, because that bread and wine with the remembrance is him on the cross giving us the strength, the courage, the salvation to know that we can fight our battles just like he did. He was the example. And I don't know why I never put that together before, but for me, that was, that's a, 
And I, and this wouldn't happen, Rick and mm -hmm. Gus, without you two giving these lessons and giving this opportunity for us to come together and hear the word and worship. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have put that together probably mm -hmm. for another another year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for a period of time anyway. But I, I just wanted to share that because it, it sort of brought a, a warm, fuzzy feeling to my heart. That's good. You know what I always think of, Lois, is the bread. It's the bread of life. It's the word of God, which he is. So the bread is him is the word became flesh and then the wine is his life his spirit it represents his blood which is think about it, our blood you take our blood away you take our breath away it's the same it's the life of us so it's his life his holy spirit and word that's how we fight our battles there's so many multiple layers to how god that's why it's so brilliant you know his thoughts are way above ours that's awesome that's exactly right and that's the other verse that i was thinking about is isaiah 55 where his thoughts are so far above ours mm -hmm. that we just sometimes don't put put these basic principles together mm -hmm. that it's that is happening now with with your teaching it's happening so i am grateful very grateful mm -hmm. thank you i have a comment so, so just a second, we got a couple oh, of hand, hands up, if you don't mind. We'll, we'll, we'll go, we'll go right to you right after Linda and Jeremiah. So, Linda, go ahead. Yes, um, you know, first is about um, he, and when you're a thousand cast for stone, the same thing is, in any of you guys have speck your own eye, don't judge a brother. If a brother is specking his eye, you have, you have speck your own eye. Same thing. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, because Julie, Pastor Julie Green does the same thing a lot of times on her videos. Don't judge your brother, because you have spent your you have spent your own eye. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen, Linda. And think about it, we all got a speck in our eye, or we had a man. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's true. Jeremiah, and then then Kathy. Well, I just wanted to go back to your teachings, and I don't know if I'm overthinking it or you know, I definitely want to take this serious. But when you talk about uh, you know, Monday we have communion and stuff. I remember, I, uh, I've always had this question, I, I, and I, for some reason I've just never asked it, but uh, you know, I went down to the local grocery store and I bought, you know, the best wine that, that for communion and stuff. And then I bought just some oyster crackers. Well, I got to thinking about it, you know, and you said that during those, those festivals or, or the Passover and stuff that, you know, you're supposed to get all the leavened bread out of your home and stuff, you know, and I was, thinking uh those oyster crackers i think those are are you know they've got the yeast in them and stuff is there a certain particular type of cracker that that you recommend or am i just overthinking that or you know i just yeah no <laughs> you know, good, question. Just, good, question. No, yeah. good no, question no good question i don't you know so remember that's just for passover that specific time period where you get the leaven out of your house and you yeah. basically celebrate for that period of time and it kind of is a pointing to get all the sin out of your life, right? And so you, they, the Jewish people right before Passover, they literally they get all the leaven out of their entire house, right? And then they then they um, eat matzah bread. You know, you've probably seen the matzah bread, which is really cool because it has stripes and it's got pierces in there, and it's like it, you're pierced for our transgression and your stripes. So you know, matzah bread's probably the closest thing to being cool, but that's really a 
a Passover thing um, as far as getting the yeast out. You'll see when the normal bread they ate during the time period that they were doing communion had yeast in it, right? So, okay. so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Anything else okay. on that, yeah, it's something, it's something that always bothered me, you know, because I really want to take this serious. You know, right. I was really trying to, you know, uh, walk, you know, get closer to God and, you know, and just little stuff like that, you know, I just, I thought I was overthinking it, but, you know, I do appreciate that. Somebody's showing matzo bread there. Who was that? <laughs> Somebody, yeah, somebody uh, I don't know, but you can get matzah in not all your grocery stores. I don't think Walmart has it, at least the one I tried to get from. I don't know hardly ever shop there, but uh, you can get a box of it. will last you a long time if you just use it for your communion when you do it. I like it. But you that's can, you. Yeah, I'm sorry, you get long. Amazon has free? it. Go ahead, go ahead. Amazon like, has uh, matzah. Are you saying Amazon? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. I'll get it. Well, him. Kroger has a, has a kosher section all the time too. Oh, they do. Okay, good. That's good. I got a Kroger right down the road. So all right. I'll go hit up some Kroger. Yeah. But think of the house and getting 11 out of the house, Jeremy, is our house, like Rick was saying, and 11 represents sin or anything that's not, you know, when you put yeast in bread, it rises, it gets puffed up and that's a symbol for like arrogance or whatever. We're supposed to be humble, low, humble. Yeah. So getting all the all the pride out, all the sin and everything for seven days out of our house is really, but they physically do the the bread as just like the Passover meal. Each little piece represents something symbolic. You know, it's pointing to the lamb was Christ and so on and so forth. So that's yeah, I did, I did see what he was talking about too about some of it having piercings in it, and then and then you know it was divided so. You know, I, I did see that, Rick. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I look forward to that Monday, man. Uh, All right. Awesome. Good. Yeah. All right, Kathy. All right, my comment goes back to what Gus was saying about Jesus being the Word and the light. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's why when the Lord was on the cross and all the sin was being placed on him, why it became so dark because the light of the world was being snuffed out. Ah, oh, that's awesome. And, yeah, and that's why um, and they said it was a terrible darkness, right? They, they mm -hmm. witnessed that it was not just a normal darkness. It was, you That's know. good, that is really yeah. good. Yeah, Satan yeah. was going, and, Satan and, was going, and I had, look at I'm winning, yeah. look at I'm winning. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Good when thought. you said that, it brought that to my mind that, you know, in my studies, that that's what I believe, that mm -hmm. he is the light. So when he was being snuffed out, the, the light was being snuffed out. Mm -hmm. And when the battle was over, the light, you know, the light came back on or whatever you want to say it. Mm -hmm. And and then he said, it is finished and it was done, right? Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So, yeah, I believe you're right. I love it. All right. I know we uh, could probably talk for a lot, a lot of time, but we're kind of out of out of that time. I wanted to end with a just a worship song. I just love this worship music, and um, yeah, there's all kinds of groups. By the way, I just want to point everybody to if you want to have more discussion on these topics and really dig into the Bible and really interact with other Christian believers. Go to the neighborhood. It's a free platform that uh, it's called neighborhood.social. It replaces Facebook. It does almost everything Facebook does, right? So just real quickly, if you go to neighborhood.social, you can also, uh, at least on the 
iPhones, you can download neighborhood.social as well. Um, but uh, it should be available on droids here in a little bit. But this is the neighborhood.social Christian impact our platform. You can see you've got groups and pages and all kinds of uh, quizzes and polls and discussions you can have on blogs and forums. Um, every, but the groups right here on the B2T active Zoom groups right here, you'll see all kinds of things there all during the week that you can get involved in. So download, um, just go to neighborhood.social and Wednesdays at 11, you can join this. There's a Zoom group. So when you click on the, the, the group in the info section, they're going to have the link to the Zoom, right, for each one of these. So you're going to have the same thing with um, here's, here's something that's Tuesdays at noon. Here's something that's uh, PCR that's actually Tuesday night. And you got noon CST. You've got growing fruit, uh, growing in the fruit of the Spirit. You've got Courts of Heaven on Friday at 3 p.m. CST. Sunday at 3 p.m. CST. So, so uh, is the prayer, share, care. Wednesday nights we have Gus's Bible teaching. Then a safe place to talk with Truth Connectors on noon CST Saturday. Get involved with other Christian patriots. You shouldn't be isolated during this time period. We'd love to have you. And uh, again, a lot of these get into more detail on a lot of these awesome, awesome discussions. Um, but with that, let's end with uh, are your graces enough? I, I don't, we did not do this, I do not think. So this is, um, this is just getting our hearts right as we move forward here on our Friday night. Your grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Um, this is when things are going tough sometimes, you just know that His grace, that's Corinthians 12, 9. The second verse we emphasize in this song is, great is your faithfulness, you lead us by still waters. So even when things are going bad, his mercies are awesome. Lamentations 3 to 23 says, His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And Psalm 23 2 says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. It's beautiful. He's with us all the time. The third verse in the song is, Remember your people. Remember your promises. And Psalm 119, 90, uh, 49 through 50 talks about, remember your promises to me. It's my only hope. Your promises revive me. It comforts me in all my troubles. We can just turn to the Bible, turn to him whenever we're having problems. It's a beautiful God we have. The fourth thing is, great is your love and justice, God. That justice is going to be coming down, by the way, in big way here soon. For great is your love, reaching to the heavens, your faithfulness reaches to the skies, Psalm 57. And Isaiah 30 says, For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Let's wait for him. Let's watch his justice come. Remember his promises. His grace is enough for us.
Never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And John 1.17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, guys, it was a wonderful time to dig into all this. And uh, we see uh, the light of the world we just studied. And it's a beautiful study in John chapter 8. Yeah. Dig into that, and you, you guys will really enjoy um, going into more depth on all this stuff. And next week no, we'll be going over um, the light The light of the world. We're going to be going yeah. over... What is that? Free? I can't remember what it was. It was the, ne the next part of this. Was, is going to be great in John 7 as well, which is right here. Mm -hmm. The truth will set you free. And then we'll also be going over uh, where Jesus is very, very direct and says, you are, the, you are of your father, the devil. <laughs> so we'll get into those two things and probably start getting the chapter, uh, the, the following chapter two of, of, of again, John chapter 9 so that'll be an awesome study there um, with that we're yeah. gonna ask everybody to unmute and say goodbye
Shalom. Bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye. 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 <laughs> Lois is talking about this right here. Safe place to talk. Noon on Saturday. There it is. Yeah. Truth Connectors. Join us. Neighborhood.social. 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 I love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. Good night, John Boy. I love it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>